Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hello, and welcome to the AL Cleanup Crew, a D&D live play podcast. Tonight, we'll be starting a new campaign based on Out of the Abyss, a D&D hardcover. We play almost every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you'd like to watch live, join us at twitch.com slash rally security. And now, with no further ado, welcome to Out of the Abyss. We are live. Uh, welcome. Welcome, everyone, to uh, the AL Cleanup Crew, live D&D uh, live play podcast. Uh, tonight, we're going to start a new campaign, Out of the Abyss, and... Uh, Probably going to be spending quite a bit of time, or all of our time, in the Underdark. And um, uh, we uh, we follow AL rules, and you can read more about that in Organized Play on the uh, D&D website. And uh, yeah, so um, we're, this is brand new, so we have all new level one characters. And um, I think uh, that's all we need to, to get started. I'll hand it off to uh, Madam DM. All right, thanks, Tintin. So for uh, today's game, we also are utilizing safety tools. So if you press the bell icon on the left-hand side, we can use a number of the options to stop play or keep going or pause if necessary. So uh, be sure to use that if necessary. And also also kind of uh, along that line, just a, a general content warning for this game. There are mentions of imprisonment, slavery, some general just kind of uh, uh, awful drow abuse. So <laughs> content warning with that, nothing um, horrible, but know that the, the drow are some, some cruel creatures. All right, and with that, I think we are ready to begin. I'm going to put on a little bit of background music. Be sure to go into the music tab and adjust the playlist volume if necessary. All right. All right, so all of you are captives of the drow. Whatever the reason for your enslavement, you are here beneath the surface of the world in the Underdark, surrounded by these deep caverns and this oppressive darkness. And you've been taken to this drow outpost called Velkenvelve, and it hangs 100 feet above the floor uh, from the ceiling of this immense rocky cavern, this open large space, and it's connected um, up in the air Uh, this outpost by a series of these spider silk rope bridges and stone stairs. And you can hear the whole time this sort of persistent white, rushing white noise um, from this waterfall at the north end of the outpost. And it provides fresh water, but also means of carrying away refuse and waste as it cascades from high above to this pool 
down below at the base of the cavern. And as you walk through the outpost, there are dim lanterns that contain this phosphorin fungi that illuminate the interior spaces of Velkin Velve. But outside of the illuminated interior space it, uh, spaces, it is completely dark. Uh, right now, Chirigar and Victoria, you are the first who were captured in the party. And you've been taken down into one of these four hanging towers, these huge hollowed-out stalactites, uh, stalactites at the drow outpost. Churgar, wh what do we see when uh, we look at your character? Oh, Churgar is a uh, is a bugbear. Um, he's uh, he's a little taller and longer and a little slimmer than uh, most bugbears, but uh, most noticeably is that he is an albino. Um, due to incarceration, he is not wearing much uh, at the moment, uh, just some tattered uh, clothes and unfortunately unarmed. But uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I can't remember if I posted a picture to our chat for you guys. And you can certainly scroll in and <laughs> look at your token nice and closely. And and how do you pronounce that name again? Shrugar. So kind of like shrugging. Oh, Shrugar. Gotcha. I totally butchered that. Shrugar. Nice. Thank you. All right. And Victoria, how about you? How do you describe your character? Um, sure. So uh, for Victoria... Um, you see uh, what appears to be a uh, human, average height, five foot eight, uh, with keen, piercing green eyes, olive skin, shoulder length, wavy black hair. Um, she, seeing you know, as new new people are brought in from by the drow, she um, has this mannerism of like pushing her hair out of her way, out out of her eyes. But during that time, she's kind of like you know assessing uh, the creature, seeing. You know, if they're a threat and, you know, if they're useful to her, she thinks. Something like that. Um, and she frequently arches her left eyebrow. She's uh, a rogue. She looks uh, thin, uh, thin and swift. Excellent. All right. Thank you. All right. So the both of you have arrived at Velkenvelve and you're led into this dark space. And why don't we go ahead and move into it? And hopefully all of you can see once I activate this room, but let me know if you cannot. Yep. 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 Okay. There's only the, the two of you at the moment. So you are both led down this ladder into this hollowed out stalactite, this hanging tower. And you've all been stripped of your possessions, your armor and weapons, your spell components, your items. All you carry is a single smuggled item amongst each of you. You reach up and you can feel this cool iron collar around your neck. And it's heavy and uncomfortable. You're not used to the feeling. And it's connected to this chain that's um, affixed to an iron belt around your waist. And there are manacles on your wrists 
also affixed to this iron belt by this short length of chain, restricting your movement. Your legs are, are free of any restraints, um, but, but the, the top um, chains help uh, to keep you somewhat in line while allowing you to move about the outpost. The soldiers here bring you before this female drow priest. And she's dressed in these fine black and purple silks. Uh, she has a layer of solid armor that has these jagged and intimidating points on it. Um, and as the, the drow bring you before her, uh, one of them uh, kicks you in the back of your legs. And they shout at you, get down on the ground, and have you get on your knees in front of her. And they sort of bow their heads in deference to the the woman in front of you. Easy. And hey, no talking. Get down there. And uh, he kind of smacks you on the side of the head. Now listen up. Uh, the the priestess is holding this rod with several long rubbery tentacles that are just animated and wriggling and twisting in the air as if they're trying to feel around to wrap themselves around prey. And she looks at you both with contempt. My name is Ilvara Mizram. I see you have a little bit of excitement to you. We will remove that from you quickly. Just remember your lives now belong to me. But if you accept your fate, learn to obey and follow my orders. You may survive. Disobey and you will be punished or worse. She takes this uh, sidelong glance at this young and muscular drow next to her and uh, gives him a little bit of a wink and a playful smile. And she turns back to the two of you. Soon you and the other slaves will be shipped to Menzoberranzan, the city of spiders. I'm planning on impressing Loth and my superiors with the size of my recent catch of prisoners. So do not test me, worms. Um, I'd like both of you to make a perception check. Whopping nine from Victoria. Mm. And, ooh. Sh uh, Sugar. A 26. Excellent. So, um, Victoria's uh, a little bit taken in by the, just the number of people around her and um, the, the strange and unfamiliar situation she finds herself in. Um, but... Uh, Churgar, you notice that um, there's definitely some sort of a uh, relationship between Ilvar and Shor at the way they're they're looking at one another, um, and you notice a slight look of contempt uh, from two drow that are placed behind Ilvara, and uh, they seem to be giving glances at the two of them, but being different at the moment. Um, in addition to the scene of drow before you, you also notice that there are others placing what appears to be your belongings in a uh, decorative and tightly sealed chest. Uh, the room that you're in, you're not 
quite sure what it is, but it looks to be a comfortable room set up uh, to be somebody's living quarters. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say understood. Okay, gotcha. All right. Um, Ilvara looks back to the drow behind her. Um, Asha, follow me. We have things to do. And uh, the drow in the back and Ilvara start to climb up the stairs and head out of the room. Um, as she leaves, she makes contact with... Uh, uh, eye contact with the, the drow as she heads up. Um, the drow here uh, looks over to the other remaining um, drow in command and says, Jorlin, I think you can handle this from here. Make sure that these prisoners stay in line. And he also heads out and up the stairs. Quick question. What, are they, what language are they speaking? Ah, yes. That is a good question. They are speaking um, primarily Elven with also some Undercommon. Yep. Hopefully that's what the drow speak. Okay. Alright, so um, the remaining drow um commands the the other uh, soldiers drow soldiers to push you all back up where you came from and out of the room and starts heading you back towards the cell in which you will be spending the remainder of your time and as you are taken back to this pen with a number of other prisoners they they look at you but uh, being the new prisoners sent to the outpost, uh, there isn't much conversation. They leave you be. The night comes and you are exhausted from your long day. Um, Victoria, you nod off to sleep and you are tormented by these strange visions of thick and heavy air infected with um, infected with these spores these clouds of spores and it is difficult for you to breathe and as you uh, inhale some of the spores these wounds start to appear on your body and they begin to burst open and suddenly you awake and everything's normal and you just kind of warily drift back off to sleep and with that, the morning comes and the days pass as you all are continuously tormented by the drow and sent to do chores. But as a couple days pass, there are two new prisoners that make their way to Velkenvelve. One is Leld. Uh, could you describe your character? Yes. Well, there's a, a deep gnome with like a dark, almost purple skin. Uh, Leld stands three feet tall. I um, was pretty slim, 40 pounds or so. 
Um, and Lilith has a, a shaved head and long ears that just start to droop over a little bit and uh, long eyebrows that if you if you got close enough almost appear to be like greased to a point like it's a uh, like it's something that that Lild does on purpose and uh, Lild uh, likes likes to talk and uh, and uh, is a performer is a bard All right, excellent. So the small creature makes his way into the outpost as a prisoner, along with Vagorn. Would you also describe your PC? Uh, yes. I uh, see a a drow. Uh, he is in kind of like a wor working clothes or lab clothes of a, of an artificer, and uh, he kind of has. Uh, look of of even though he's a prisoner he kind of uh, has like an air of he's looking down on everyone because uh, obviously he thinks he's the smartest person in here and he doesn't deserve to be in this place and uh just kind of, kind of has a look of scorn at everyone and um uh yeah uh, there's a whole backstory but uh, perhaps we'll see that one day one day all right mm -hmm. Excellent. Very good. So uh, you two, after some time, are the, the newest prisoners to arrive at Velken Velv. And um, here you you were also greeted uh, by Avara, but uh, we won't redo that scene. What we'll do instead is hop into uh, the Velken Velv map. Let me go ahead and move you all in here. Let me know if you have any trouble with the view. You should be inside of a an area with many other prisoners with you. <clears throat> All right, nice. Okay. So you are all kept in this pen with many other prisoners. Um, and throughout your time here, you are separated into groups and set to complete chores. Um, you're guarded constantly and kept under careful watch and made sure that um, you are not able to do anything uh, unless you are under the guard of others at the facility. Uh, there are many other drow throughout the outpost uh, that you see walking around. Uh, some of them travel with other large creatures that some of you know to be quaggiths. Um, and the quaggiths uh, are these beasts, uh, humanoid-type beasts that um, do the menial labor around. Um, they are still above the prisoners, but they also um, take care of many of the chores, such as cleaning up and uh, also keeping guard and doing a lot of the manual labor. So during some of your time here, uh, Leld and Vagorn, you arrive at the outpost and the guards uh, escort you to do your first chore. 
So Vagorn. And is is the guard going to call me Vagorn? Uh, is, is that what you go by? <clears throat> I'll see if I can get my voice here. <clears throat> oh, uh, excuse me. No, my my name is Vagorn. Do not call me Vagorn. That is an incorrect pronunciation. Vagorn. Oh, I don't give a rat's arse about your name and the correct pronunciation, but very good, Vagorn. No, no. Get and over Vagorn. here. I can tell you're going to be a wily one. All right, oh, no. you <laughs> small one. Uh, we need a couple more prisoners to do work. Um... Jim Joss, Sarith, make your way out here. And, uh, well, you immediately notice another dark gnome uh, with floppy ears who comes to join you all. And, well, there's a lot of NPCs here. <laughs> Sarith. <laughs> um, uh, a dark elf similar to those uh, working here uh, accompany you. And they escort you over to the large waterfall. Um, follow me this way. Stand here near the edge of the waterfall. Oh, are you dragging? Oh, what are you dragging? It looks like a dead body or something. It looks very weird. Well, this is my companion, the Quaggith. He's on guard with me. And the Quaggoth uh, growls and says, I can talk, you know. <laughs> Shut up, prisoner. And uh, they uh, sh shove in front of you a large barrel. And they remove the top of the barrel and say, uh, you need to start scooping this and dumping it over the edge. And you look inside, and you realize that they are barrels of poop. Because mm. they have to get rid of the excrement somehow. So I would like both of you to make deck ch uh, dex checks <laughs> for poop flinging. All right. Just <laughs> a check. Just because. Uh, so this would be a uh, dexterity ability check. All right. Oh. Wow, you you guys are practiced. Uh, Pooping poo. <laughs> I've learned poop in my day. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, expertly toss uh, the waste over the edge, and uh, you you nearly uh, have a bit fall on your shoe, but fortunately dodge out of the way just in time. Um, and while you guys are doing your chores, you notice that a gym jar, the uh, small. Uh, the small creature that looks similar to Leld um, comes over and says, Hey, uh, I bet you three gold you can't steal something from one of these guards. One of you two. Come on. Who's going to do it? I don't think you have any gold. I yeah, do have how gold. How do you have gold, dear? I've, I'm tricky. I've got uh, my ways of hiding things when needed. Let's see it. Alright. 
And uh, Jimjar looks very carefully around. And he is going to um, make a sleight of hand check real quick. Ooh, thought that was going to be a natural one for a sec. And um, <laughs> he, he pulls uh, and quickly just kind of holds the back of his hand up uh, with his palms down. But in between his fingers, you can see there are three gold coins there. And then he slips his hand um, back next to the barrel. Come on. Three gold. One of you guys. Steal anything. We got nothing to do here. You got any snacks in there? <laughs> one of these guards might. There's only one way to find out. Well, I don't know if I want to uh, lower myself to doing such. You want to try a little one? Is that Weld? The name's Vagorn. <laughs> no, no. No, no, that's not my name, Vagorn. No, it's, it's my name. Um, what? Uh, no, today I'm just too... I'm just... I gotta focus on my work here. This is just too much fun, shoveling this poop. Oh, maybe, maybe some other time. All right. Well, does do any of you guys have gold? Maybe I could give it a shot. No, no takers. All right, all right. <laughs> Seems well, to have lost ever, all mine. If you ever <laughs> feel like it, let me know. I bet these guards have got some interesting things on them. Just let me know. I'm just bored. No big deal. Sure thing. Alright. Well, maybe maybe Vigorn, seeing that this is not... He th thought for sure that a uh, friend would. He Can he decide now to, to do it? Like, yeah, at a last sure. second sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Alright. So... So then make a, uh, a sleight of hand check if you're trying to intercept something from the guards. A 16, okay. Alright, um, with a 16, the guard is just kind of walking back and forth and keeping his eye on you and the other prisoners. And as he makes his way by, very quickly, at the right moment, you slip your hand into a pouch that you see hanging from the side of his belt. And, um, he quickly turns around to look at you, but doesn't seem to notice what happens, and he keeps walking by. And you look into your hand and feel a, a sturdy piece of what ends up being a zirkwood. It is a type of um, underdark fungus that is sturdy and dark, and it can be used... Um, for wooden furniture or things that might replace wood. But it looks like a small piece of zerk wood that is uh, maybe three inches long and thin, kind of like a toothpick. Um, so you grasp onto this piece of zerk wood and pocket it. And you also seem to notice a strange fleshy piece of material another piece of fungus. This one looks like it might potentially be edible and not 
necessarily something like the Zerk would use for furnishing, but you're not exactly sure what it is. Okay. All right. The guard shouts, are you all done? Mm, Yes, yes, we are all done. There better not be a tiny speck left in these barrels. All right, off you go. Get back into the pen. And he leads all of you back into the pen with the others. Um, on, on our way back, could Leld try to get near Jimjar and steal the gold off of his person? Yes, make a sleight of hand check. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, nice. Uh, Jimjar... Uh, likes to keep an eye out for what's going on around him, but he just does not suspect Sweet Leld um, after de- denying to do anything uh, uh, inappropriate with the guards. You quickly grasp three gold pieces and Ooh. snag it. You would hide those, hide those away. I'm, right. I'm not sure at this point if I'm fully clothed or not, but uh, it'd be hidden, hidden you- somewhere. Right, yeah. You've got some simple, you know, prisoner clothing, definitely not any sort of armor, but you, you find ways to, you know, makeshift so a little pocket or find some way to, to stuff the gold in, in some piece of clothing. Perfect. All right, excellent. Um, you all are brought back into the pen and you are given a delicious thin broth of soup. Uh, it's basically water. It's got a couple local mushrooms in there, but it's it just enough to basically keep you alive. And you are locked back in your cell. Um, you notice that from across the way, there is a large tower. And you were previously in one of those uh, large hanging stalactites when you first met Ilvara and the other drow. And similarly, there are other large hanging infrastructure throughout the area and connected by the spider silk uh, bridge you can see that there are some guards keeping watch there are uh, there appears to be this guard type outpost here on this end and uh, a guard is often taking a look into the pen and keeping an eye on all of you all right next we've got more work shifts I've got some prisoners to call. We're going to be cleaning the mess hall, all of you. Let's get to work. I need... um, I need all of you, our newest prisoners, to come with me. Vagorn, Victoria, and Vigorn, I heard your name is actually called. Leld, Shrugar, it's going to take me a minute to... Get your names down. Um, we also need Bapito Darendil. Get out here. And um, this very scruffy looking creature um, comes out and follows you all. He has this large mustache, uh, mustache that hangs out to the side and this beard that is droopy and oily and... Um, he says, uh, very well, maybe we'll find some scraps of food in the kitchen. That sounds good, if that's where we're headed. 
and another creature, uh, a large quaggeth, similar to the other guards that have been working here, emerges. And he just sort of grunts and stares at everyone. And the guards lead you uh, away from the pen and out towards the mess hall. So all of you uh, make your way across the spider silk bridges. And peering over the edge, you can see that there is water all around you, far below, 100 feet down. Um, And you can also see these silky spider webs that are... um, that provide a, a layer between the 100-foot drop and the outpost up above. This way? Come down here? We're working our way to the mess hall. Follow me, quickly. Pepito? Oh, I'm dragging some of us far away. Here we go, here we go. Yes, into the kitchen, all of you. And uh, they send you in to start scrubbing the mess hall, cleaning up the the old food, putting away the silverware, washing the dishes. And um, you are are put to work. Um, Bepito comes over to uh, Shragar. So, uh, where are you from? Haven't uh, talked to you too much. Pepito, does he look like a Sverf Neblin? Um, Pepito is a Darrow. Yeah, so that was going to be my second guess. Right, cool, cool. Um, hmm, uh, Sugar would probably just respond, uh, come from home. From home? <laughs> is home far away from here? Far enough that I almost wish I was there. Oh, almost. I would think most people would wish to be home than in a prison. Eh, I uh, don't always fit in with my own kind. Oh. Oh. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I'm sure you'll make some friends here. It's not so bad, but uh, I wouldn't want to stay here forever. Um, no, <laughs> don't intend to stay here any longer than, uh, yeah. <clears throat> and he kind of, um, eyes Victoria across the room. Hey, um, maybe we can find something useful here? Just because we're doing work doesn't mean we can't try to snag something that we could use, make into something later. Keep your eye out. So Victoria would have yeah, yeah, yeah. headed to the dishes. Is that here? Uh, yeah. Okay. And she'd she'd uh, have started with the dishes, just kind of, you know, washing them, but looked around. Is it only us in here, or I guess there's a guard right here? Um. So there is a guard that escorted you into the area, but he's kind of walking around, keeping an eye on 
um, the place in general. And there was one Quaggith um, as well that accompanied him. The Quaggith is more, a little less interested in you guys and um, just kind of keeping an eye out for trouble. Sure. So Victoria would try to um, use something, either dropping a, another piece of silverware or something as a distraction or Lupido or whatever his name is. Uh, and then like bent down to pick it up and then tried to slip some silverware into her boot if we had boots okay gotcha yes very good so um with a little distraction and trying to um, keep the guards away from what you're attempting to do go ahead and make a sleight of hand check with advantage Okay, double 13s, but a 20. Nice. So what uh, what kind of silverware are you trying to sneak away? Oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, pref preferably uh, like knives, but really anything. Gotcha. Okay. So you managed to sneak away um, two knives in your boot, and uh, you also grabbed a fork just in, in the midst of your, your quick um, selection. So uh, you put them in a way where they're not quite rattling around and making a ton of noise, but you manage to sneak them in your boots. Um, you see this huge hulking quaggeth also lumbering around the room, picking up trash and collecting it to, to bring over to you. And he kind of um, bumps into you loud. Get out of my way. And he makes his way over. Uh, to the other side of the room. No problem, little guy. <laughs> Who are you calling little? Sure, sure, sure. Oh, I didn't say it. It was that guy. Points at the draw. Um. Oh, at the uh, <laughs> the soldier. Yeah, I tried to give it some the other guys. <laughs> what? Did you say something to me? And the drow says, "Hey, keep it down." And as he uh, sees this quaggeth lumbering towards him, um, he takes a shot with his crossbow. Jeez. Oh, uh -oh. And uh, a 16 does hit. Um, and you see uh, Darendil just, oh, he uh, clutches his shoulder where this crossbow hit him. And... Um, the initial shock of pain is clear on his face, but then you can see that there is this new sensation that starts to come over him. And he more tightly grasps his arm as he begins to grow weaker and weaker. Get him out of here. This one needs some time alone. And uh, the quaggeth grabs the other quaggeth and um, starts pulling him out of the room. None of you do anything Suspicious official, you'll be next. We don't restrain our crossbow bolts. Yeah, Sugar's hoping during that whole little fiasco there that he could hopefully pocket a knife or two as well. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead and uh, make a sleight of hand check with advantage while they're distracted by the commotion. Oh. Are you kidding me? Okay. Um, 
it takes you a minute. You were hoping to get something a little more useful, but, you know, you got a tablespoon. Maybe not the best of the silverware, but uh, potentially it could be useful. You just you stick them with the, okay, the, the, the less rounded end than the other <laughs> end. <laughs> um, so do we still have a guard? That's our guard there. Yes, and, the, uh, the Quaggith left with mm-hmm. Darendil, um, but the the guard is still here. And you can see the other guards out um, amongst the area are constantly moving. So even though they're they're sort of in place here on the map, you can imagine that the guards are just kind of walking around and, and keeping an eye on things. Not necessarily all crowded in one place at once. Can... Um... Vigorn, see if he can find any scrap of food. Sure, yeah, make a perception check. And I saw Victoria, you also rolled a perception check. Yeah, just, <laughs> uh, just seeing. Okay, yes, right. you, oh. you notice the uh, amazing spoon pocketing. I'm rolling awesome tonight. Nice. All right. Yes. I mean, there's all kinds of food around you. Not not all of it looks great, edible, and, you know, easy to pocket. But you kind of look amongst the, the leftovers and find some pieces that look like they might keep um, and stay intact. So you grab um, about two days of rations through going through the food. And uh, Vigorn is trying to do this, so not only the guard doesn't see him, but everyone else see. Trying to keep Dra. He doesn't. But watch him. but everyone else cannot see him or can. He 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 wants to try to hide it. He doesn't okay. want to share his. Food. I see. Okay, gotcha. Um, so if you're trying to be kind of more stealthy about it, then mm-hmm. uh, either make a um, stealth or a sleight of hand check. Yeah, Roman. And anyone that uh, wants to roll against it can make a perception check. Right. I hate to say it, but that yeah, like food was going to be the next thing. I was oh, gonna oh, oh, I rolled. I rolled too many. Sorry. Uh, that should have oh, just so been a fifteen. A, a fifteen. Okay. All right, so um, only Shrugard notices you pocket the food. And it sounds like it inspired you to do the same. So if, if you want to do that as well, um, just roll a standard a sleight of hand or stealth check if you're trying to do it stealthily. All right, nice rolls. Uh, the guard doesn't notice you pocket some food, and you are also able to grab uh, two days of rations. Yes. All right. I guess if it's a party, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's hungry here. That's true. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh, you Natural found some 20. sort of meat, and the rest of us just got bread and cheese. <laughs> right. Yes, prime rib that looks like it's totally going to last for a while. Um, you managed to get some good pieces of food, and that's going to last you a good uh, four days of ration. And amongst the other um, items 
that you see scattered around. You also happen to notice that um, there is a bottle of fungus wine that you managed to uh, snag. And it's just one of those half bottles. So, you know, the full bottle might be hard to sneak around, but it's one of the, you know, the, the little minis that uh, maybe you can hide in your voluptuous hair. Lilith's <laughs> stomach growls and then suddenly feels inspired to try to steal some food as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't be in that one. Ooh, oh, nice. All right. You you did excellently as well. And uh, Leld manages to grab three days of rations as uh, everyone is quickly scrambling amongst the commotion to, to grab some snacks. All right. Excellent. Um, anything else you guys want to do while you're here in the mess hall before you are taken back to the pen? Uh, Victoria would look around for, I mean, a anything that would be useful. Hairpins, hairbrushes, toothbrushes, um, I mean, literally anything. Okay. Um, some of those items in particular that you mentioned might be a little bit easier to find in one of the dorms that kind of surround the area, but obviously that might be difficult to get to now. But you'll keep an eye out um, for anything of that nature that perhaps was brought here into the mess hall. Go ahead and make an investigation check. Nice. Ah, good rolls tonight. Yeah. Very good. So, yeah. Um, Amongst all the chaos of the messy room, you do notice that there are some uh, boxes and items that are stacked up as well. And um, you kind of place your body on the other side of these barrels where the, the drow doesn't see you. And looking through it, um, you do find um, what appears to be some sort of hair pin that... Mm. Um, was haphazardly placed here on a barrel. Nice. You want a sleight of hand check to retrieve it, or? Um, here where you're at, we'll say that you are, are behind the warrior and uh, you're able to grab that. Nice, thanks. All right, anyone else? Okay, so um, as you all spend a long afternoon of labor um, with one of your uh, cellmates now removed from the area, you are all escorted back into the pen. And I'll just go ahead and move you guys over so you don't have to do that yourselves. There we go. Um, a little bit later, you see Darendil is brought back to the pen, uh, and he just looks kind of gray, just sickly, like something um, about that crossbow bolt did a number on him beyond just the effects of the bolt it, uh, itself, just the, the piercing damage. Um, so he kind of sulks off into the corner and rests here for a minute. 
and you see around you that there are a number of other prisoners. Some of them you, uh, oh, um, some of them are just still out in, uh, outside the pen. Get in here. Prison break. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of you, you have done some chores with, um, like with Jim Jarn, uh, Sarath, the Drow, Bipedo, and Darendil, who the Quaggath who was kicked out. And there are a couple others here in the pen with you as well. You see a red-headed dwarf. Um, short and stocky, uh, stocky, um, and she just looks uh, with disgust uh, anytime she sees one of these drow, uh, or even the Darrow or um, Durgar that that are around her. Um, there are also these two uh, Swerfneblin, the deep gnomes, uh, similar to Jimjar. Uh, and they are uh, talking to one another, and they look eerily similar. Um, one just seems to have a little less hair than the other, and there's just sort of whispering to one another in the corner. And then you also see um, two quieter cellmates. Uh, one is a, an odd little mushroom um, who is next to another fish-like creature who is meditating next to the me- the mushroom and just seems to uh, be ignoring everything that's going on around him. And finally, there is one other cellmate, a large hulking orc uh, with these prominent lower canines, like large tusks with this stooped over posture. Um, and he looks very angry and mean. And here you all are... Um, trapped in this pen with one another. And you see the dwarf um, sort of minding her own business and and, um, walking around the pen back and forth. And uh, Ront, this large orc, looks over to her. Hey, get out of my way! Don't walk in my face! And um, she looks over at him and... uh, Hey, you watch where you're going. I'm, I'm not doing anything. And uh, Ront sort of gets up and uh, looks pissed. And uh, as he walks across the room, he kicks uh, the the small mushroom-looking creature, and um, gives um, and uh, gives uh, to- excuse me, uh, gives Darendil a shove as he walks by. Out of my way. Um, Eldith, uh, the the dwarf, just sort of ignores him. Um, but the uh, Quaggith creature, Darindil, who's injured from the crossbow bolts, um, gets up and confronts Ront. And they start to get in, in a bit of a scuffle. Um, they start slugging it out with one another, and you can see um, they begin to do damage. And... Uh, Eldith says, uh, help, guards, they're, they're getting in a fight. Two guards start rushing down um, from the Bighorn guard tower. is just going to try to get out of the way as much as possible yeah. against okay. the wall. <laughs> Victoria will whisper, I think this may be an opportunity. Do we want to take this? What do you mean? <clears throat> I got to get my voice. Oh, well, what do you mean? 
The guards are distracted. Maybe we can get out of here. I don't know. Maybe you had an extended stay booked here. Oh, no, no, definitely not. Do not want to stay. I, I want to go back to my town. I gave them a fake card at the desk, so I should probably get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> are so, we still well, what are manacled? you suggesting we doing? Are we still I manacled? Yes, you have your neck, your iron collar connected to your wrist manacles tied mm. to your waist. Might the guards... Oh, go ahead. I was saying that might change it a little bit. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, would I be able to do um, somatic movements with my hand if... Uh, um, you know... You would be able to, so um, you have had your items removed for you, but I will say if you have a focus of some sort, like if it was just an amulet or something that you wear on you, you would be able to keep that on you. Uh, and there is enough um, room for you to make a hand gesture if you needed to. Okay, let me see what I have. Focus. What's my what's my spell focus supposed? To, hmm, yeah. Why don't I have a spell focus? <laughs> uh, right. I'll have to look at. Uh, uh, what? Uh, what's? You're an artificer, right? Yes. Um, Tinker Tools is probably the best to start out uh, with. That's right. Yeah, I definitely don't have those on me right now. I wouldn't have them on me. Uh, could I use, um, uh, uh, let's see. I, I did grab some of that fungus. Could I use that as a focus? Um, you could try to use it as a focus and see what happens. <laughs> no, I, I would probably use the, the wood stuff, the, the, the stuff that you said would fix wood or... Because that would seem to be the closest thing that an artificer would use. I, I'd probably work in wood and metal and that thing. All right, so you you hold on to the wood and you concentrate on it. What what are you attempting to do? <clears throat> well, I uh, didn't want to do this, but I would like to maybe do a firebolt. All right, and what? What are? Who are you targeting with the firebolt? Who or what? Uh, one of the guard, uh, Bemarel. Okay. So you, grasping onto the piece of zerk wood, you, mm -hmm. um, say your incantation towards the guard, and as you release your spell, it immediately fizzles. Mm. It looks like there is something protecting this area that is preventing any sort of magical effect to go off. Ah. Oh, neat. Well, <laughs> can I try something as well? Yeah. Hmm. I think... Well, it does describe it as a spell, so... It's uh, an, an at-will cantrip. Poison spray. So ah, Victoria, okay. Victoria would try that as well. 
Okay, gotcha. And as as you go to release your cantrip, oh, that was an accident. Nothing happens. <laughs> and you are shoved out of the way as the guards rush in to break up the fight, and. Uh, one of the drow, the very muscular, handsome one that you saw uh, getting winked at by Avara, the priestess, um, raises his wand. And actually, he's, he's still back here. And he lets loose an attack against Darendil, who appears to be the weakest one, and is going to um, encapsulate him. With a glob. And that did not roll the attack, so let me do that. Oh, I can use an action to expend one of its um, charges and make a ranged attack roll. Okay, let me use... I'll just use the hand crossbow for the ranged attack roll. 20. Okay, so that hits. And you see... Um, Darendil is once again um, put to pause by this large glob that comes out of this uh, slim black wand from Shore's hand. And Shore just kind of smiles smugly as it uh, lets loose and captures Darendil. And you can see the guards, uh, with much practice, immediately grab him and pull him out. Uh, he's struggling, but with the wand um, and the mass around him, he's unable to escape. The other guard quickly uh, shoots Ront as well with his hand crossbow. Uh, that does hit, and he lets loose one more. Ooh, yes. And uh, Ront is immediately thrown to the ground, uh, looking very wounded. And the guards begin to pull him out as well. And <clears throat> the drow comes in. All right, everyone. We've had too much activity out of this slave pen. If all of you can't learn to sit with one, with one another quietly, I'm going to have to separate you. Now behave, or we'll toss you over the edge. And he walks out and locks the gate. And two of your fellow penmates are once again dragged out and removed from the area. It is uh, a long afternoon um, after some ruckus that occurred within the prison but all of you are back in the pen with one another. Uh, what would you like to do at this point? <laughs> Be right back. Is the fungus okay? Fungus looks kind of cool. Because it got booted, right? <laughs> Um, oh, oh, the, uh, the, uh, yeah, the creature. So you see this poor, uh, little, uh, mushroom looking creature just kind of plopped over on its edge and, um, it notices that, that you look over to it and, um, they start to kind of shake and wriggle 
and you see these little puffs of spores float into the air and uh, it doesn't obstruct your breathing it it looks like little golden uh, fireflies floating in the air and it looks over to you and says oh hello I saw you were looking at me and uh, everyone in the pen sort of look over to this creature uh, and while the creature was never able to speak before it appears that this uh, fungus and these spores are giving it some sort of telepathic communication so you aren't actually hearing it speak out loud but you're hearing it speak directly in your mind hi I'm stool Hmm. Apparently, <laughs> step stool to some. Oh, that's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, they don't like me very much here. I guess I'm just too small and cute. Uh, yes, <laughs> and I'll I'll have to stand up right if it needs any help or anything. Oh, thank you. Are you gonna get us out of here? I'll look around. That might be a collaborative effort, but that would be a very worthwhile goal. Um, the large uh, fish-like creature next to Stool sort of slowly uh, blinks his eyes and um, looks over to the group. Oh, hello there. My name is Shusar. Uh... I couldn't help but overhear stool talking, and I agree. While uh, I don't have many skills, it seems like leaping here might be a good idea. Yes, they seem to shoot at the slightest provocation, so getting out of here alive might uh, depend on getting out of here sooner rather than later, but maybe we can create an opportunity for that. Um, the, the dwarf comes over. That sounds like a great idea. We might need some sort of major distraction. I mean, there are guards everywhere, as you've said. Quite true. Uh, I need to get my stuff. I, 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 my materials. I, I am an alchemist. I'm uh, an artificer, so I, I need my, my materials. D do any of you know where our things are? If they're with the rest of our stuff, then it's in uh, a chest in Ilvara's uh, chambers. Ah, oh, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The priestess. Mm -hmm. That does seem likely. Uh, she's in charge, and um, it makes sense she would want to, I guess, greedily hold on to our, all of our things. Okay. Well, if we are to get out of here, we should probably try to get our things either before or on the way out. Uh, do any of you have any useful tools that maybe we could use? Um, I think if we pool our resources, now is a good time to share. Everyone, what have you brought for show and tell? Ooh, ooh. 
Sugar pulls out a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Oh, what about you, fish person? Shusha. <laughs> Oh, um, I don't need anything. I just simply enjoy meditating. Mm -hmm. And what about well, you, Stool? Well, um, I can help us talk freely if we need to, using my spores. But I'm afraid I'm not great. Uh, I, I don't have opposable thumbs. Okay, O for two so far. What about you two? And uh, you can see um, these two deep gnomes. One looks uh, like a male, one a female. And the female speaks up. Uh, well, I'm Topsy. This is my brother, Turby. Um, we're pretty good at getting around. Uh, we have... An excellent sense of smell and perception. We could probably help find some good routes, look out for guards. Oh. And uh, the, the male just kind of nods. Okay, but uh, in your time here, have you, have you gotten anything useful? Like a spoon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing quite as amazing as a spoon. Um, make a persuasion check. Oh, okay. Um, if we had something, we certainly wouldn't tell you. Well, it's not like you have anything useful. Uh, what about you, Deep Dome? Anything? They took everything. I just... No, the... Uh, the uh... Which one? This one. <laughs> Ah, Jimjar, yes. Hopefully you guys are able to hover over them and see the names, too, because there's so many of them. Yes, he just hasn't uh, introduced himself to me yet. Ah, uh, yes, uh, we we were in a different tour group. Uh, my name's Jimjar. Um, well, I'm, I'm pretty good at getting around myself. I can be pretty stealthy. Maybe I can help out in that manner. Okay. And Sarah Boopado? Um <laughs> that, that works, Boopado, Boopido, it's uh tomato tomato. <laughs> uh yeah, so uh we're pretty good at uh, exploring around. Sarah here, he's a drow, so uh, he knows a little bit about how these drow work, and he's been here the longest. So maybe he has uh, some good information to share. <sighs> uh, Sarath? And uh, Sarath just kind of glares at everyone uh, with these sort of depressed, dark red eyes, and uh, just nods slowly. I, I would ask him. Okay, so we have... Well, what about you... Uh, dwarf, do you have a spoon? Anything useful? <laughs> Shrugger I... whispers to uh, Victoria, I don't trust her. She called the guards real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm better with an axe in my hand, I'll tell you that. Uh, I'm more interested in a fight, 
if we can head in that direction. <clears throat> so between us, there's what ten, ten of us, eleven. Well, I, I didn't want to say anything, but uh, I have uh, this, this, um, this. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to tell you how to what this is. Uh, I don't know how to explain to it in 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 your language, but uh, it is uh, uh, like a wood. Um, it, it's what a, a wood fungus or a wood something. Zirkwood. Yes, you have you found two zirkwood. Two pieces of fungus. One was that yep. skinny piece of zerkwood, and then the other one was the, the fleshy type of edible fungus. Yes. So I have those, and then I grab some food in the uh, kitchen. Oh, I, I don't know what you can do with this food, but, but the, the two pieces of fungus may be of use. Okay, now a, bit, a little bit closer. Do you have anything you'd like to share with the group? Um, they took everything from me. I just have this three gold that I brought in that they didn't they didn't seem to find. But that's that's really it. Oh, and and have some food. I took some food, but okay. that's fine. Okay. I could share. I'm kind of small. Uh, I do keep getting picked for things, though. I think. I think the guard has, has has got something going on for me. Um, so <laughs> I mean, maybe I could I could talk them up a little bit. That may be handy indeed. Well, so hmm, do we have a timeline then? Do when they bring those two back, do we want to see if we can use them as a distraction? Uh, maybe incite them to to violence again. Get the guards back in here, and um, I might be able to uh, help put us in a better situation to um, take advantage of that situation. Are we agreed? My schedule's open. Good, good. Yes, yes. Um, does anyone have uh, ha have any conflicts? Any meetings? It's not during the lunch hour, so hopefully no <laughs> one ha has a blocker. <laughs> well, I, I know I've got nowhere to go, so... That works for me. Excellent. Well, the, the, the way to go is out. <laughs> it's true. We could either f try to sneak our way out, fight our way out, or we've got a spoon. We could try to <laughs> dig our way out. What do you think? Flips the spoon over. I can stab him with this head. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I like the idea of fighting with a spoon, but... There's a lot of guards here. If we do this, if we get into a fight, we might just want to keep it minimal or located inside one of these stalactites. Not where everyone can see us. True. So you, you think we shouldn't fight here? Well, I'm, I'm just worried that the, the whole outpost will come down on us if we attract too much attention. It's right good. on top of ourselves. We'll have to be quick. 
will have to be very, very quick. Um, and to that end, maybe I could contribute, uh, and she will pull out the fork that she retrieved. You seem, uh, is anyone very handy at stabbing people? Nods enthusiastically. Yep. <laughs> Good. You've got a spoon to stab people with. Uh, any one of our other friends here? Uh, maybe Leld? I mean, I could stab somebody. Um, mm -hmm. We could give. We, yeah, I'll try anything once. Okay, not a stabber previously. I take it. No, <laughs> no experience there. Uh, Shusar also says, "I'm not much of a stabber myself. I prefer to stay out of fighting completely, but I'll just follow you along the way." Mm, we'll see. Let's see. Um, what about you, Dwarf? Or you two look like trouble. Any experience with stabbing? Hmm. We love to get in a fight. Yes, absolutely. My brother and I are happy to do whatever we need to do to get out of here. This is not where we want to be. Uh, and the Dwarf, well, she seems hardy. I think she'd be willing to fight. And, uh, the woman with red hair looks up. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm willing to do that, but I have to say I, I agree. If we're going to, to fight, we should be smart about it at the same time. Indeed. Where do you think we should fight then, if not here? Uh. I mean, this seems to be the best opportunity. It's not that I would agree the stalagmite, or tight, would be uh, the best place to fight, but we are here, not there. Sarath, what do you think? Um, and Eldith looks over at the the Jarrell, who's been kind of perched against the wall. Oops, I didn't mean to roll a perception check. Um, Sareth looks up. Maybe you should utilize your friendship, as Leld mentioned, to make friends with one of the guards, and maybe you could do a combination of slipping out unnoticed with a fight or distraction. Uh, if some of you get away first, more quickly, maybe during a chore shift, that would uh, make us less noticeable. Just a thought. There are 19 drow and 12 quaggots here. I've been counting. Mm -hmm. The odds aren't in our favor, so we'll have to even those up. Um, as you all are having this discussion, you see another one of the drow who was supporting Ilvara, not uh, the large uh, muscular one who appeared to be in charge of the soldiers, but uh, the other um, wearing 
uh, he's got this uh, short sword at his side, and you notice on his face that it looks heavily scarred, like he's been through some sort of uh, difficult battle or encounter. Um, he walks up to the the gate. Hey, uh, Leld, come here. I told you guys. Good luck. Hello. You st- <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, with that greeting, uh, please roll a uh, a um, what is the? It's the charisma check, but it is uh, sexy skill. Yes, a performance <laughs> check for me for sexiness. Oh god. Oof. Oh, all right. Load, all right. Load, like kind of trips on his way up to the door. So it's just like, uh, goes up. Um, Jorlin kind of uh, eyes you and um, still seems willing to talk, but is a little bit put off. Um, <laughs> hi, uh, I, I think I recognize you. Uh, Leld, um, look, I... I don't want to talk to too many of you at once. It'll be suspicious, so let's make this quick. Perfect. I cannot stand Ilvara. Uh, I've got my own reasons for it, but I have no interest in seeing her succeed here. Nothing would make me happier than to cause a disruption. I would be willing to bring in some creatures that could cause a bit of a commotion if you all can handle things from here find a way to uh, make your way out i can't help you once the creatures arrive but that might give you some more options would that be useful that would be useful um is is there any way you could help us get some of our equipment before before this time I can't help you get your equipment, but I can tell you that it's in Navarra's chambers. So if you go past this stalactite, it's the very next one that you'll come across if you head south. Uh, will you be able to help us unlock our cell when the distraction begins? Uh, make a persuasion check. I'll do what I can. I can't make any promises, but I'll try. I would rely on any skills that you all have, if possible. All right. Uh, last question. Uh, will you give? How will we know that it's going to happen? Will there be a signal? Around the early morning, a couple hours before we normally eat breakfast and by the way you guys are in the underdark so there, there is no sun to catch the time of day so you kind of have to rely on the the typical routines and uh, happenings that go on day by day um, but he says um, you will hear uh, in addition to screams and commotion uh, a, a sharp horn being sounded and that's how you will know that the distraction is ready to begin Whatever you do, don't 
Don't go too far north. That's where the creatures will come. Just start heading south. Your sweetheart. He gives you a wink and uh, quickly slips away. And that's I my have... and that's my <laughs> number. <laughs> <laughs> he slips it in his back pocket. <laughs> I I have a bit of an idea. If if I could borrow some of this silverware, please. I have a bit of an idea. I will give it back. Mm-hmm. Are you going to destroy it in any way? We only no, have. I'm. <laughs> a fork and a spoon, so... Oh, I, I thought we had... I thought someone had more silverware. Uh, let me try the spoon. Could I try using the spoon to see if I could... Uh, because I'm proficient in thieves' tools, could I use the spoon as a thieves' tool sort of thing and try to uh, see if I could uh, unlock the gate and then lock it again just to see, you know... See if I can unlock and lock uh, in case we need. Okay. You do have a convenient piece of Zerk wood that might be an even better tool, perhaps. Okay. I will. Uh, you know, so because I first suggested the spoon, if it's okay if I, you know, try the spoon at first. And, hmm. This does sure. not work. Yes. Uh. <laughs> you insert the end of the spoon into the lock, and it just, it doesn't quite fit into it completely. You just get like the edge of it and it, it mm. doesn't seem to work. Alright. So I will switch to the Zerk wood. Um, and uh, so um, how do I, I never know how to roll, roll thieves to but uh, is it just sleight of hand? It is sleight of hand, yes. Okay. Would you like me to roll a sleight of hand? Yeah, go ahead and roll a straight sleight of hand check. And a 14. All right, just a moment. I was caught up in the story. <laughs> um, so you go ahead and you take the uh, three-inch piece of skinny zerk wood and you attempt to pick the lock. And you slide the, the lock in and you jiggle it around you you feel some movement, but it doesn't seem to quite uh, open up the lock. I will perhaps try this later. I mean, maybe maybe a little bit of practice. Maybe I need to, you know, I will try again at another time. Uh, let, let me go back and rethink, and perhaps, hmm. And, and actually, I will... <laughs> oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so he's kind of like, Vigorn is like looking at the stick and then thinking about what he was, you know, picking, then think, looking back at the stick and, you know, he's, he's, he, he will try to do it again, uh, at another time if, if you would permit it. Okay. Yeah. Um, first I'd like you to roll a slide, uh, excuse me, a stealth check as well. Uh, being standing at the gate near the other drow guarding the outpost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, yes. <laughs> and um, as you are attempting to open the lock and don't quite get it, uh, a guard rushes over. Hey, you get away from that lock. 
Oh, oh. You do oh. that again, we'll haul you off to solitary. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I will just uh, go back over here. <laughs> like, try to slink back into the corner as quickly as possible. That is your last warning, or it's a crossbow bolt for you. Victoria, step back. Oh, I actually had a question for you. I'm so glad you're here. Hmm. Very well. I didn't know what what that creature was up to. I don't suppose there's any way you... It's It's just so stuffy in here with all of the others. Is there any way... I could get something, a toothbrush, toothpaste, something like that. I can pay. Pay? Hmm. Pay with what, prisoner? Well, I think you've got a gold behind your ear, and I can show you <laughs> if you can produce. Hmm. Make a... Persuasion check. Oh, this will go great. Just a straight roll. Nine. <laughs> uh, why don't you keep that gold to yourself? Your loss. And she'll just <laughs> walk away. We, we, now we settle had down, prisoners. <laughs> we had such good, good rolls for a, yeah. for a moment there, Very and now long. they've all gone bad. <laughs> when we actually need them. Yep. Um, and in the meantime, Lild is relaying uh, his conversation with the guard in like a super, super dramatic fashion, really embellishing the flirtatious nature in his head <laughs> of the conversation. Nice. And then he winked at me. <gasps> oh. That's pretty nice. Uh, I bet you two gold you couldn't uh, get him to wink at you again. I don't think you have any gold. What? I hmm. most certainly do. <laughs> I've got all kinds of gold Let's hidden up it. my sleeves. Let's see it, Ginger. Let's see it. And uh, he reaches behind his back and flicks uh, something into the air and you see a shiny piece of gold. Uh, flip around, and he catches it and quickly puts it away. Is that it? You said two gold. Two? Well, I, you didn't say show me two gold. I just showed you one of my gold. Mm -hmm. How do we all know right, you're good all right. it, He pulls out a second piece of gold from behind his back and shows two very quickly and then puts it away. Oh, my. I think those were chocolate. <laughs> well, hmm. what you, do you two think? are no fun. I'm just trying to have some fun. I can't. I've got to do something with my gold. Sure, sure. That won't be the last time he winks at me. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I take that as a challenge. I'm excited to see it. You'll get your yeah. chance, Jim Jar, and uh, Victoria will put out a, a hand to like pat his shoulder, and then with the with her other hand try to take his gold. <laughs> All <laughs> right, go ahead and make a uh, sleight of hand check. It's an ATM. 
Uh, and Jim Jar uh, quickly grabs your hand as it's in the process of um, reaching towards him and says, uh, 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 I'll show you my gold if you ask, but you've got to be nice. Oh, I was just going for a pat on the back, but I don't know what you're into. Anyways, so let's see about... Uh, about following up then, uh, how long did we think it would be in our routine before um, they would cause that distraction? Well, um, uh, I, we've got one more night's of sleep uh, until the morning, so um, just about a, a long night's rest. Um, Eldith, the dwarf, looks up and says, if, uh, if things don't go well tomorrow, um, just know that I'm here for a fight. And I'm not going to stop until we get out of here or they're all dead. So I said, just standing behind me and whatever weapon I can get my hands on. Well, in that case, here's a fork. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. All right. Uh, anything else you all would like to do before you rest for the evening? Not okay. that I can think of. After a few hours, you uh, see that Darendil is brought back. Uh, Actually, um, Ront is brought back into the pen, and uh, Ront um, comes in and says, I think they fed him to the spiders. Serves him right. And uh, crawls in the corner and curls up for bed. Okay. All right. One more evening passes. Uh, Vigorn, you mm, yes. sl- are uh, fast in your deep, dark sleep. Um, but as you're sleeping, you have a familiar dream. It, mm-hmm. it is a dream that you've experienced many times before. And you find yourself walking into this large vaulted stone library. Mm. The Mm. paths seem to twist and turn and change before your eyes. And there are these stone creatures that are there around you. You feel overwhelmed and lost in the endless lore and number of books and articles that this library holds. You don't know where this place is but it feels familiar and it feels overwhelming and you continue the rest of your night in uh, some restless sleep and sugar you 
also uh, experience some strange dreams. There is a number of oily tentacles surrounding you, brushing up against you, suffocating you, and you're lost in the dark, wandering through this endless maze of tunnels. And as soon as you wake up, the, the dream quickly fades, and it felt strangely real, but uh, you chalk it up to just another odd nightmare. Ooh, gotta get out of this place. <laughs> Suddenly, as you all are having your rest, you hear this loud, piercing sound, and... There are suddenly uh, shouts and screams and um, an, a bunch of commotion occurring outside of the pen. You look through the gate and you can see guards rushing by, heading to the north end of um, the outpost. And you hear the shrieking sound of large creatures and wings flapping in the distance. Um, the guards rush out, and one of them blows a loud horn signaling for the outpost to come to alert. In the midst of the chaos, uh, you all wake up and realize that this was the distraction uh, that uh, Jorlin uh, had raised to you. And looking out through the gates, you notice that um, the guards are eyes affixed, looking up into the sky as three of these large demons appear and begin attacking the guards. Uh, they start um, using their talons and, and um, trying to pick up guards and drop them down onto the floor. They're sending out spores and attempting to poison the guards, and the guards are shooting their crossbows up at the creatures that are flying through the air. Um, you notice through the commotion um, that there is no no one there to unlock your door for you, but it does look like there is a large distraction outside. Now's our chance. Wake up, everyone. And Victoria would like to try to pull out the hairpin and then unlock her manacles. Okay. Go ahead and... Uh, to unlock manacles, we're going to make a dex check. I'm proficient with these tools. If that... Oh, with these. Great. Yeah. Go ahead. And okay. uh, do you want me to do use your proficiency? Okay. Uh, I think that's the side of hand, right? Do you want me to help? Technically, a tools roll roll is like what, uh, d20 plus proficiency. Which, um, I guess that would, yeah, that wouldn't necessarily be sleight of hand, but you get your proficiency bonus. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I have expertise as well. You might. I, I know, uh, our, um, artificers eventually get, uh, expertise in tools, but I can't remember if we get it at first level. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take your help if uh, that's offered. Uh, uh, if I'm allowed to, uh, I guess yeah. I'm going to add 
I mean, so I'm I'm proficient in thieves tools. I'm also proficient in sleight of hand. So great, yeah. Go ahead and roll with advantage with the added help. All right, let's see if this works. Wow. Excellent. Oh, I just realized I've been rolling um, self-rolls this whole time <laughs> from the GM standpoint. That's okay. very dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> um, all right. Nice. So uh, with a 24, um, you use your hairpin and slip it into the lock and expertly with the guidance of Vigorn, who had tried it once before and had a little bit of an understanding of it. Uh, but with your teamwork, you're able to pop the lock open and uh, there is nobody there to watch you open the pen or unlock it. Okay. Victoria. Will... Oh, I'm sorry. Were you, um, you were unlocking your manacles, not the pen. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Mm. Your manacles <laughs> ah. are definitely unlocked. Perfect. Um, she'll try to um, uh, come up here, help with the, the door, and then I'll get everyone else's manacles. <laughs> and we'll, we'll save the manacle checks on everyone, and we'll just say eventually you were able to get those open. Okay. I'll, I'll assist uh, with the roll for the, the door. Okay. Okay. Um, you want me to just roll proficiency? Uh, roll with advantage. Okay. I roll added help 20. Anything. Let's see. And where... you can add your proficiency. Yep. Uh, which one's the D? Well... Right. One. Oh, hey, we'll take that. Uh, I'll roll. Advantage. <laughs> we'll take the 19 plus uh, the uh, 3. Nope, nope, sorry. Proficiency is 2. Sorry. Level okay. 1 character, only 2. So 21. Okay, great rolls. With a 21, you pop that lock open. I am surprised, Victoria, that uh, you are as... As, as you seem to be very smart. Very interesting. Oh, that's surprising. No problem. She'll push you out the gate. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll quickly discover that Vigorn is uh, socially inept. <laughs> Hurry, everyone. We must head, head south, as was mentioned. Uh, we should probably try to be stealthy, just in case. Do like a group stealth check. Yes, if you if you would like to be stealthy, go ahead and roll a stealth check. Victoria, I think you stole all the good rolls. Vagorn <laughs> mm -hmm. just rolled well. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. It, my name is Vigorn. <laughs> right, Vigorn. Let's go. <laughs> so Vigorn and Victoria are uh, leading the pack and really uh, showing how you know what you need to do to be stealthy. But uh, 
Loud and uh, Sugar are both uh, a little distracted by all the chaos and are kind of fumbling behind them. Not doing a great job at uh, staying unnoticed. Um, the for for ease, we'll say that the NPCs are all following you, so I don't have to individually pull all the tokens. And they are also uh, doing their best to follow you all in groups and stagger their approach and make their way through. Is there anything um, useful on this table? <laughs> yeah, so you um, make your way into the barracks that are located here where the guards were watching you. And you take a look around. Um, you notice in the room that there are some chests. Um, there are some um, beds and... There are chests located at the end of each of the beds that seem to contain some possessions. And you uh, pop one of those open, and you see pretty similarly in each of the chests that they contain uh, a flask of drow poison. And mm. it's used to create, uh, to treat the crossbow bolts that they use. And you get the sense that that uh, was what they've used on some of the prisoners here. And you also see within the chest that there are uh, two sets of clothing that they wear around the um, area. And make a perception check for me, Victoria. Uh, sorry, you said a perception? Yes. Excellent. That's all you that you see. So if anybody wants to uh, snag a flask of poison, there are up to six to grab here. Sure. Hmm. Vigorn was running down south and then he's like, Whoa, what? what? Someone said there's, there's some material here that may be of interest. Yes, quickly, oh. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come back and grab him. <laughs> you hear a, a, a scream from one of the abyssal creatures flying through the air, and a loud crash as a boulder slams into uh, a uh, into the floor of uh, the outpost. But you all progress and move forward. You move forward past uh, the rushing waterfall, pools of water around you. And Victoria, you see here um, the large stalactite that was hollowed out that you originally went into when you first arrived. Um, but you uh, didn't notice... Um, uh, actually, make one more... Um, you and Leld and anyone else that's entering this right now, uh, make a per perception check for me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. I see nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Victoria. Uh, Can we use well, more passive instead? <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, Victoria, uh, you actually do notice something. Uh, it's a gigantic spider, and you're afraid it's going to bite your head off. Uh, Loudon Strugar, you realize it's actually just a giant statue. Get down, you gear! Attack! Attack it! Get it! Where's, where's, where's the fork? Quick! <laughs> Hey, hey, it's okay. It, it's what? not gonna. No, no, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's gonna attack us, you see? It's right there. Don't you see it? No, no, not that one. There's bigger ones outside. Those are the ones we have to worry about. And um, as you look within the chamber, you see that there are a number of pillows and cushions. Uh, Victoria, as you uh, look a little bit more closely, you see that. Um, this it, this looks more like a shrine, um, and um, off in the corner behind the altar, um, you see that there is someone else in the room. Um, Asha, the young priestess who was present at the time of your imprisonment, is here sleeping and resting. You can see the stairs to the lower floors uh, located near the entrance. And Asha is here um, taking a cat nap. Hmm. Um, um, I guess I'll point that out quietly. Do you want to stay in this room, or are you headed downstairs? Time to GTFO. Yeah, I guess let's <laughs> sneak on by downstairs. <laughs> all right. Uh, make a one more stealth check from all of you. <sighs> what is it with me and rolling... Five slick. Come on, double digits, just once. Come on. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay. Um, as you all uh, start to sneak down the stairs, um, Victoria, you accidentally uh, slam into the uh, ladder as you work your way down. And um, Asha starts to slowly open her eyes. Uh, is, is someone there? She looks around. Wait a minute. I intruders! There's people here! And she starts to run out of the room. The hell she does. Well, yeah, grab her and stop her. <laughs> All right, so you try to grapple her? Damn right. It's more of the stabbing for me. Oh, you try to stab. <laughs> okay, got it. Uh, so All right. Do, do the so, silverware count as daggers? Uh, let's see. What is that like? One D. Uh, one D. It's a D. It's a dagger. One D four if it's improvised. Is it one D? It's a one D. Yeah, that should be fine as a dagger. Okay. So I'll try to stop her then. Okay. 
uh, you do hit her and uh, you, you hit her real well. <laughs> um, she is immediately uh, caught and frozen in place um, by the fork that <laughs> gets jammed into her side. And she um, doubles over in pain. Um, why don't we roll initiative real quick here to see what other actions we take? Initiative. Yes, my rolls keep getting better and better. <laughs> I I think I accidentally rolled for one of you. So sorry about that. Uh, if you want to re-roll, if I if you don't like what I rolled. <laughs> How do we tell if you rolled first? Uh, if you didn't click the button and all of a sudden it rolled. Oh yeah, for that natural one, definitely, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it might have actually been you. <laughs> no, I I clicked it. It was no, I you definitely did. Okay. the natural one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like the third one for the last couple of rolls. Oh jeez. <laughs> Wiggle okay. and thieves can't. We suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, Asha was just. Um, Painfully stabbed with a fork. She is going to cast her spiritual weapon and uh, say, You keep them occupied. And is going to send her spiritual weapon right back at you, Victoria. Uh, with a 25 for attack. And um, that should hit, and actually it's a critical <clears throat> attack. Yep. And I'm on Ooh, jeez. Welcome to level one. Amazing. Critical hit, first one. Um, Asha is going to uh, smile at that and just start booking it the heck out of there. Uh, do we all get up attacks on her? Uh, oh, good point. Uh, yes, you do. All right. Um, I guess I don't have anything, so I do uh, a an unarmed strike on her as she runs by. All right. Um, Sugar's going to try and grapple her as she goes by. Okay. Ooh, all these nat ones. Okay, so Sugar, um, when we do the grapple, isn't it typically a strength? Um, well, you roll to, to hit, and then it becomes a contested roll. Oh, okay, gotcha. So that does hit. So All right, wish me luck then. I think that's additionitis. It's normally just athletics versus athletics acrobatics. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow! Uh, Asha <laughs> just sort of rule. <laughs> she wait, uh, wait, she wait. trips over your shoe, but somehow manages to keep going. I was gonna do give him bardic inspiration before he told us that it failed, but <laughs> I didn't. Oh. Next time, next time, next time. Yeah. 
Alright, uh, and Vigorn, you rolled an out one as well. Loud, mm-hmm. you uh, you did hit with a 17. Yep, uh, ready for this damage. Zero. I can't do any damage when I punch somebody. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know how that, that happens. You're just Yeah, how do you do that? Is that just a... It, is it just like a one hit point damage? It's because it's uh yeah, one plus strength mod, which is negative one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. So little punches and then like his wrist just gives out. <laughs> you you have like a healing touch when you try to actually yeah. hurt people. <laughs> All right. So you lightly brush up against Asha as she runs by. All right, she she's out of sight. You have some time, if you want, to try to rush down below uh, while she goes to run for more help, but you're not exactly sure how long it's going to take. She does escape from you. We'll hop out of combat for the meantime. Um, Leld will, well, I would say crouch down, but it's super tiny, so maybe just reach to Victoria on the ground and say... I really, uh, I really like your style. And then cast Cure Wounds. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> Ow. <laughs> Alright, excellent. So Victoria is back and alive again uh, as uh, Asha has escaped the room and you are all now um, once again alone in this chamber. And it is now 10.30 at our time. Does this feel like a, a good stopping point? I think we could probably um, pause here, do a little bit more of exploring or other activities in the next session before we wrap things up for Chapter 1. That sounds good to me. Sure. Yeah, seems good. Right. I, I like the, the two-hour thing. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Me too. And gives everyone a chance to uh, get rested up for next week. Totally. All right, good. So you you all are in a position to almost get your things. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Very good. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you for watching. Thank you very much. Thank you all for joining. If you are watching on all right see you all next week all right great everyone have a good evening yeah all right see you soon all right Bye. thank you for joining us tonight we hope you enjoyed the game the intro and outro music is titled battle and was created by symbol bird and is licensed under the creative commons license you can find this music at soundcloud.com slash symbolbird slash battle. Music was edited by me. See you all next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 